This is DTX. From the DDS Studios, we are your hosts, Clayton Milton and Bradley Newberry. And from the man cave, it is the one, the only, Matthew Two-Tone Blue Parker. Parker, welcome back, sir. It's good to be here, sir. We are counting down, and we are almost to one of the best times of the year. Absolutely. We all know that everybody out there loves watching this show around draft times and we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight we're going to give you a little nfl draft preview we're going to talk about some stuff that's going on in the world of sports newberry yeah man tell me a little bit about what else we're going to be talking about i mean we're back thank you for hanging in there with us enjoying our shorts man it's it's all nfl centric man we've got draft we've got news we need to catch up on from when we were last on the air live and uh yeah there's been a lot that's happened we had some some the masters has happened i mean we've had some college football spring games have all happened now a whole lot of stuff going on right now but before we get going guys you know the drill down below hit that like and subscribe button share this with all your friends out there give us a follow and a rumble on rumble download this uh audio podcast on your favorite podcasting Mm -hmm. platform check us out on all our social facebook instagram twitter and tiktok at dds sports talk newberry yes let's get it going i'm going straight to matthew parker and my question is, who is getting drafted at number two? Man, that is the is question of. Right I, I'm gonna I'm going to say right now that I'm going to lead. I think it's going to be uh, Tyree Wilson. And wow. and I, Houston I, stays there. I think so. That's where I'm leaning right this minute. There's a lot of things that could that could change this or, or, or things that could solidify this. Houston's a spot that Trey Lance could end up at. I mean, there's so many things happening right mm-hmm. now. This has is very reminiscent to last year with your team, Brad. The 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 rise of uh my God, my name just escaped me. Of uh Trayvon number one overall pick. Walker. Thank you. Trayvon Walker. It's it's a traits type guy again that's just climbing up the board. I don't understand it. I really the production thing doesn't make sense to me. I think it should be Will Anderson if you're going to do something like that. But mm-hmm. if you gun to my head right now, Tyree Wilson. Blake, Houston has two picks in the top twelve. Oh picks. boy, so they can afford to do something like this conceivably. I mean, mm-hmm. something's going to fall to them. They're going to get a premium player at twelve too. It seems like. Yeah, I mean, looking, though, at Houston, I mean, we're talking about an organization that's got a lot of making up to do from the absolute shitstorm that they have created there over the last several years. Um, Getting two premium players, uh, do we believe, is is Houston becoming the new Jacksonville? Is it, are they going to, are they going to Texan it up? No. Is my question. No. Sorry. No. I mean, uh, you would like to think that with two, you know, top 12 picks, no. you can't mess that up, right? You can't mess both of them up. But, but that's not what Jacksonville did, Parker. Jacksonville spent a shitload of money <laughs> in free agency. And, and most and, ever. Know, they, had, they had the most ever. And they had a lot of premium picks because they're horrible and they were right. coached horribly under right. Urban Meyer. So, I don't think that Houston's got the formula right now to do anything like uh, sneak up on the Titans and go nine and eight and win the division. Nah, 
not this I, year. I'll give you the one thing I will say about Houston. Why I really think the whole Tyree Wilson thing might happen. Their new head coach, Danico Ryan's, is a 49ers guy. That's where he came from, right? And the word on is that he views Tyree Wilson as his Nick Bosa. And he knows what Nick Bosa could do for that 49ers defense. So I think if it's not a quarterback, it is going to be Tyree Wilson. Although there is a chance the owner comes down and says, what the F have you seen our quarterbacks? You're taking CJ Stroud. And that's how that would happen. But I really think he views Tyree as Nick Bosa. They can't be giving up on Davis Mills. <sighs> Case Keenum himself. Yeah, I mean, right now, the starting quarterback's not even Davis Mills. He's the backup. It'd be Case Keenum would be the guy there, and there is no way the McNair family is going to go for that. Now, while I do think that Tyree's the second pick, I still think they come out of this draft with a quarterback if they don't trade for Trey Lance. I really think at that 12 spot, one of these quarterbacks is going to slip. And as we might discuss later, I think they may trade to get above the Titans. All right. I'm going to skip around a little bit. So I pose the question, who's number two? Mm. I want to know who's Indy taking. Because we want to know. We're AFC South people between the Titans and the Jags. What are the, what are the Colts going to do? Hey guys, I said this on this pod like four months ago and I'm sticking with it. They want Will Levis. Hey, they got the colors, right? Right. Old Mayo boy. He would fit right in. I'm sure. Let the carousel continue. As far as I'm concerned, Will Levis. He is the favorite. He is the favorite to go to Indy. He's the favorite to be the number two pick right now. He is like if you if, if you're putting money down, he is the num- the, the guy that is linked with Indy more than anybody now. Wow. Could uh Indy go D line if they don't go quarterback? I think they have to walk out of this with a quarterback. The, uh, I mean, unless unless they trade for you know somebody. I mean, is there is there anybody other than Will Levis that you think is really on their radar? Is 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 Anthony Richardson on the table I don't think at Richardson that point? Is but uh, maybe Stroud from Ohio State. Uh, you know, all of them. I could make a case from all of them. So CJ Stroud would is probably be the safest pick. But Ballard is famously known for taking traits guys, and the two traits guys in this draft are Will Levis and the ultimate trait trait guy in Anthony Richardson. Richardson. So who, who the hell knows what they do? I, I mean, Jim Irsay could walk in there and just say. I mean, who knows? They're one of those wild card teams. Um, if I was, I would say either CJ Stroud or Will Levis, but Anthony Richardson would not surprise me. Let's let's skip. I'm gonna skip again. Number six, the Detroit Lions. Will they pull the trigger and go D line Jalen Carter and match him up with last year's rookie? If he's still there, maybe. I, I really think that they're a target for Devin Witherspoon, the uh, the cornerback there. But that's another discussion we got to have, man. What if what happens right there if, if they have C.J. Stroud at the top of their board and he slips? There are mocks out there right now that have the Lions trading up to two to go get Stroud. So if Carter's there, that would be a heck of a place for him. But the knock on Carter going there. We know Dan Campbell biting kneecaps. We want people to tear people's faces off. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's some there's some rumors out there. Carter's not that uh 
you know, fond of work, working out and practicing. So. Well, Blake showed us some I little mean, drills. Yeah, y'all saw our short. Check it out on our channel there. I mean, it, the drills that he ran, it was uninspired, to <laughs> say the least. Uh, to say that there was, uh, it was more of uh, walking with your shirt off is what it looked like. <laughs> okay. I mean, I mean it, it, that's all I can say. It looked like it looked like uh, a sweaty guy walking around with his shirt off, but he was actually supposed to be running a drill. It feels like he's going top ten. Someone's gonna bite. <sighs> I don't know if I can mock him out of the top ten. I mean, what do all these legal troubles really mean? You know, do, how how big does it play into GM's decisions? Does Stetson Bennett have any <laughs> sticking with Georgia? Does he have any legal problems? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Because you know, yeah. he's supposed to be like a round two, three guy. Right? I mean, he's a perfect guy to go to the Raiders or to the Cowboys. Speaking they they the love Raiders. they love hiring hiring criminals. Yeah, guess who's at number seven? The Las Vegas Raiders. We're gonna have to mock something to them. It's probably nothing that we'll get right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I can't wait till we have the discussion on picking these because it's gonna we're gonna be all over the place and to yeah. come up with a consensus because yeah guys I can make a pitch right here cornerback is probably their biggest need absolutely could also make the pitch hey a quarterback falls they are snatching them <laughs> he's saying a quarterback for every team I didn't know there were that many quarterbacks in this draft. <laughs> I'm saying we just don't know where they're gonna go if we have if we have a guy go one and then not go two or three and then go four and and Raiders are sitting there like hey you know. Five may not pick one at Seattle. Six may not in Detroit. And all of a sudden, we, you've got two quarterbacks off the board, and you get to seven, and they're like, well, hell, we got Jimmy G. But Jimmy Anthony G. Richardson is still on the board, or Will Levis, or whoever. If that's their top guy on the board, I, you know, why wouldn't you pull it? But what about number eight, the Atlanta Falcons? Will they jump the Raiders, or do they sit back and they're like, wait, man, we got our quarterback last year? I think old Art down there has got his quarterback. I think okay. that's who he wants. All right. He's got I, that, he That's wants. my opinion. I don't know. Britter? Yeah, that, that's a tough one. Uh, I mean, I think he might think he has his quarterback. I think he's wrong. I do, too. Uh, but to me, this is a Nolan Smith type thing. This is a defensive line. That is what I would say there. I mean, I, I, to me, it blows my mind why they wouldn't want Anthony Richardson. It seems like it would be perfect for them. But, yeah. Defensive what about, line what about Chicago next? Are they going wide receiver? Are they going to help out their quarterback? Shit. They got to, right? Are I they mean, going the Ohio State project? That's, they I mean, I think they got to go Ohio State connection, right? They, they got to they gotta start loading up uh, their wide receiver core because according to Justin Fields, they wouldn't even be fifth string. The, the guys that they have now. Yeah, I, you could convince me of it. I, I think they go tackle oh. there. Uh, but I, but again, there's also rumor out there. Let's say y'all are talking about Jalen Carter falling. There is right. a rumor that Pittsburgh Steelers have a deal in place to move to number nine if he is still there. So do they trade out of out of that pick? I, I would. I, They've been connected a lot to Broderick Jones. I hope. Let me just say for my sanity as a Titans fan, I hope they don't go JS. And speaking of Titans, what about 11? I've heard a lot of rumors that they, they're subject to moving up to three, Parker. 
Do they, did, Blake? Did they, did they give it all away? The trade up to number three for what? Will Levis? I mean, at number three. Do we want a big? Oh my gosh! I almost said an F word. The mayo. Do we want a big steaming pile of shit at number three? <laughs> Is that what you're asking me? But no. Then, then you don't get to draft anything for the next couple of years. That's stupid. No, that's a dumb idea. You've already got you got Ryan No, you stay at eleven. You get your offensive lineman. You ride it out with with Tannehill, and you work some. Maybe you get somebody for some value later. Parker. So if you don't trade up to three. Blake says you sit back and you draft offensive linemen. Do you draft maybe Hendon Hooker at 11? Some people in the know say that's exactly what's going to happen. <clears throat> and it, it makes sense for this tight. It makes sense for this Titans team. Honestly, if you think you about Ryan. it, you got Tannehill for another year. Malik, you know, they no, just sit Malik, together and read the books. Malik will be on the fucking practice squad. Sorry, <laughs> well, guys. It just makes to have an active backup, though. Hooker won't be. It, why would he maybe, not? Maybe, be? maybe he will. What are you talking about? He's hurt. No, this is this is a, he's he's built different. He's hurt. He's built he different. Hurt, coach. But it, it does make sense. Let me throw you another crazy one out there. All right. How about we've got t- Tennessee of the South, Atlanta, right? Everybody's going to Atlanta. They used to be here because uh, of their mm-hmm. coach there. Mm-hmm. What happens if Arthur Smith? This is a crazy theory, but what happens if Arthur Smith? Has his quarterback, and his quarterback is Ryan Tannehill. Whoa! And he's sitting there at eight, and the Titans want to move up to get Anthony Richardson or whatever, and to make that jump, it isn't picks. It's a quarterback. I'm just saying there are possibilities of or that are. I think the Titans, not just being a Titans fan, saying this, I think this is the hardest pick to predict. I really do because it could be a it could be a wide receiver. I've been on record for months saying JSN at this pick. It could be a tackle. It could be a quarterback. It could be defensive lineman if somebody falls. It, it could be – we could trade back, trade up. We don't know what Rand's going to do. This is a first-time thing. We have no idea. We've gone from being one of the most uh, non-analytical teams, let me put it nicely, to maybe the most analytical team. So no idea what we're doing here. I, I'm with you. I mean, I, I still believe that you – we have to reestablish the foundation of our team because we have – Nothing on the offensive line at the moment that I have any <laughs> excitement about whatsoever. Um, but hey, I, I, again, I, I, we're going to have to run with Rand here. It, the the I would have been all in on offensive tackle until they signed Dillard, who looks like he's going to start at left tackle. If you go to the Titans website right now and you go to their depth chart, it's offline. I will tell you right now as a fact. If they hit publish on that today, the starting left tackle would be Dillard. I can 100% tell you that's on the computer in that building. So just sitting back, if we look at it after the draft, right, and we and we sit there, in my head, it just makes sense of, oh, yeah, what, did we, what was the worst thing that we were at last year? Other than, obviously, left tackle that might have been solved. We had nobody to catch the damn ball. Like, Obviously, we drafted a wide receiver. How did we not see that? I can just see hindsight being 2020 with that pick. Good news breaking in the <laughs> NFL. The Tennessee Titans signed wide receiver Chris Moore today. He's recently played for the Texans. Is this the slot guy? Is this a uh, camp body? Who is Chris Moore to us? He's the third best receiver on the team. <laughs> 
I mean, um, I put, put him in the slot. He's yeah. a lot better than the other. Well, Phillips is in Kyle Phillips spot. Yeah, who's who's who? Kyle? Who? What? Who? Come on, come on, man! Got to get on the field. I'll tell you what, though, he's better than the other Chris we had last year, Conley. Who also got re got signed by I forgot who. That guy just wanted to check. I've well, had a few of those come through Duval. Nashville was the place to come last year to get checks. That guy. That's for sure. I don't know. There's a lot of holes that need to be filled on the roster that. I mean, I, I'm with you, Parker. I mean, we. one of the biggest things that we always talked about was Tannehill doesn't have anybody to throw to, even whenever he does have time. So, um, ooh. Yo, there. Um, I, I just don't want him to trade. I honestly, personally, and I, I'll spit it. Don't you worry either way. But I don't want him to, I don't want him to give up picks. I don't want to trade up. I don't want that. If so, if your quarterback that you like falls to you and you want to take him, go for it. I'm down. I, I don't I don't care. But I don't want to give. We need so much, like you said. Like we wouldn't be picking forever to move from twelve to three. We've seen that. We saw San Francisco give up two ones and a three to do that just a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's gonna be madness. I mean, we're we're yeah. gonna have. So we've got this pod. We're yeah. gonna release our. NFL draft predictions. Yep. We're going to have a round one reaction show. And we know we know the heat that brought last year with the A.J. Brown news. And then we're going to have an AFC South, around the AFC South draft grades. Mm-hmm. We're not done talking draft by a long mile. No, I mean, I think the conversation has just started here. We're not even scratching the surface here because – I mean, when whenever you start talking trades, I mean, there are so many different directions this could go. And there's always subject to be at least one blockbuster on trade or on a draft night. I mean, unfortunately, the Titans mm-hmm. were the ones that fell victim to that last year. Mm-hmm. Just to just anger Titans fans out there, a quick story that I'd kind of heard last year, but didn't put two and two together until today. Heard something about it. You know, Allen Robinson went to the Rams last year. And the team that wanted him the most was the Philadelphia Eagles. And at the last second, the Rams came in and offered more, so he went to the Rams. If that did not happen, mm-hmm. A.J. Brown would have never been traded because it never would have, the phone call never would have happened. So Allen Robinson going to the Rams is what made A.J. go there. Golly. So many dominoes. So many dominoes have to fall. And I see Newberry digging is, around on his yeah. phone over here. There's, I'm afraid of what he's about this, to say. This is a good segue. Thank you for joining us with the NFL Draft Preview Talk. We're going to go around the leagues, and I'm going to stick right here with Allen Robinson. We have a trade. The Pittsburgh Steelers have traded for wide receiver Allen Robinson and a seventh-round pick. The Rams get a seventh-round pick. The Rams get to pay $10.25 million of Allen Robinson's salary. It's another dump, Parker. They're getting rid of players and money. I'll tell you right now, Allen Robinson effectively cost the Rams $26 million, and he had 33 catches. Pfft. Garbage. But, you know, if I'm the Steelers, sign me up, man. It was just two years ago when this guy was good. So, hey, we'll swap seventh rounders and pay a guy $5 million. Like, yeah. sure. I, if, I wish they'd have called no the Titans. Risk. I would have given them a fifth. Yeah, yeah, no risk there. Blake, other news? The Philadelphia Eagles made a huge commitment as we put out a short. Oh, yes. They signed their quarterback to an NFL record deal. 
five years, 255 million, some ungodly guaranteed money. What do you think? Is this the right move? I know there's some other young quarterbacks that are like, hell yeah. Now I'm getting set to go. I mean, as far as quarterbacks in this league, yeah, they're really excited about this because that's just driving their market up. And I, I mean, look. Because they're better players. I'll be honest with you. I'm a huge Jalen Hurts on a personal level guy. I'm I mean, look, he went to the Super Bowl. I get that. Yep. He's he's a very talented player. Yep. Is he that I mean, I don't know how how you how to really judge money anymore in the <laughs> NFL. It is I don't even I guess they just are you know, printing money in these stadiums somewhere. Because it is just incredible to me to look at the amount of money that's being thrown at, at people. Not that Jalen Hurts isn't good. I mean, he's great. Um, but man, that's a big number. Really big number. Didn't he get a no trade clause and all this other stuff? I think he, he did. did. Yeah. He did. He, he did. Yeah, 110 million sign signing bonus too. Uh, the no trade clause to me, it sounds sweet to these guys. It's something to throw in. I don't think it means anything because we're past that point. Because nowadays players just go, "Well, I don't want to play there. Don't trade me there because I won't play for that team." So they already kind of have a no trade clause. So let's make it sound good and throw it in there. Yeah, they're not going to go anywhere they don't want to go. So, no, I mean, and you're not going to tra- like if the Titans wanted to trade Derrick Henry, whatever, and they wanted to send him to Houston, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to play for them. I'm doing, I'm going to quit before I play for them. Like we're not, you're, you're not going to trade him. Right. Uh, I mean, it's it's like so so. What is he? He's the the highest paid uh, Philadelphia Eagle ever. Is that what I heard? He's I mean, the, the highest paid. Player, player, period. Well, yeah, high speed player. Right. Yeah, I mean, all of them. It's Peyton incredible. Manning, Tom Brady, There's just been. It's hard for me to wrap my head around. I know. That. When I heard that, what I thought was the Philadelphia Eagles stat, but I, I, I guess I couldn't get it through my skull that actually he's the highest played player. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't to me. And I mean, you know, I'm just hey. At least you know in college. You know, Nick Saban has a clause written into his contract that anytime a uh, a coach gets paid more than him, he automatically gets a, a raise. So I wonder if there are quarterbacks out there that have similar like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, the guy if they said him? that about Mahomes, I wouldn't be shocked. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'll tell you right now, the Kansas City and their general manager and Andy Reid are going. Please God, don't come in here every time there's a contract and demand yeah. because we got to give it to him. Like you'd yeah. have to give it to him. There's and no I, these early, but these early signings to me are smart. If you think you got the guy, sign him now because the the, the because that salary cap is going to go up because the quarterbacks are a certain percentage give or take about that. This year it's two hundred twenty five million dollars. Next year two hundred fifty million. By twenty twenty five, in just two years. The cap is projected to be at $272 million. I'm telling you, in two years, guys, we're going to see a $70 million contract. If you wait longer than that, 2027, only four years from now, the cap projection, $328 million. I have a feeling they're going to have to back up the Brinks trucks in Jacksonville. They need to do it today. Well, they don't do, man. I mean, what can what can the Jags get any better than what they have? I'm not saying Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback in the league, but they no, can't, they can't are, afford to say no to Trevor. No, they, they can't. can't. Well, I mean, I think that was my point is like, uh, do I think that Jalen Hurts is, I mean, I'm, I'm just being honest here. Do I think he's worth that amount of money? No, I don't. And it's not because he's good, but or not any good, but I think that 
if you have a good quarterback right now, you got to make sure you keep them because there are people throwing stupid amounts of money out there. And Brad, you're right. It's exact like if you've got a guy, doesn't have to be a top five guy, you've yeah. got to keep him. Like, but I, I'm serious. Like, if I'm Jacksonville, maybe halfway through this year, at the end of this year, like go out and sign this guy because it is going to be a yeah, he's going to be expensive. But man, in two years, it's going to be ridiculous. Super expensive. Yeah. Well, they're not the only team that's signing quarterbacks. The Kansas City Chiefs have signed a quarterback. And apparently they can't get enough of ex-Jags quarterbacks. They signed Blaine Gabbert. And he retires and they replace him with Gabbert. Uh, I, I guess I wasn't really <laughs> Look I wasn't him. actually aware that Blaine Gabbert was still in the league. He's wearing <laughs> um I, I don't know. He was I, the backup down there in Tampa for Tom Brady. <laughs> I mean, that's why I had I didn't know he was still in the league because there was just play. never there was never any chance for him to ever see the field. Kyle Trask. <laughs> oh, good lord. I, I don't know what to say. I mean, Former what is it about first these guys? round pick Blaine Gabbert oh. is now in Kansas City? <laughs> Former first round. Pick. I mean, that, that's what goes to show you. We're talking about all these quarterbacks going potentially in the first round. It's like <laughs> You just throw a bunch of shit against the wall it's and see what's still like 25% that they'll be good. Golly. You've got to, man. Like, if you don't have a quarterback, that's why I'm down for the Malik thing. If, you, if you've got a guy that might, if you don't have the guy, and there's a guy in the third round that you might, that you think might be the guy, every year you got to draft him because it's just so important. Every year. I got one more nugget from the NFL before I turn it over to you guys about any topics. Let's go down to Miami. Tua told, uh, I believe it was pro football talk. He said, I mold retirement last year, and now I've learned how to fall. Blake, is he one hit away from Miami calling Tom Brady on uh, the, the emergency short, phone? The short answer is yes. Uh, the longer answer is, I mean, absolutely. Because, I mean, the more once you start having multiple concussions, particularly in one year, uh, I think you're you're more way more success, susceptible uh, to having more, and you know you're almost guaranteed to have CTE now, and and it, it's really, I think it's irresponsible of of the Miami Dolphins, quite frankly, and and the whole business about him learning to fall. I mean, come on, man, <laughs> come how on. to fall, Parker? So. I was going to save this for my final thought, but I'm going to leave it to you right now. No, no, no. Give it to you right now. It's as simple as this. Tom Brady is going to be playing quarterback and taking snaps for the Miami Dolphins this year. Because after four games, learning how to fall, if someone takes your head off, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't count for anything for learning how to fall when Matthew Judon's coming at you down the middle. Tom Brady, they already had this worked out a couple of years ago. That's why Miami doesn't have a pick this year. There's only 31 picks in the first round because they colluded to get Brady. So they already want him. He's already there. His kids go to school there. They're going to pick up the phone, I guarantee you, right now. Book it. And Parker's already put money on it on FanDuel and DraftKings. I like my God. Look out below. <laughs> Nuclear fallout coming here. What oh. else do we got, man? Big Jeff has signed. Finally, right? Big Jeff signed a little Big deal. Jeff signed. Very emotional. I mean, it's that's the kind of player I want in my locker room. 
Yeah, I mean, someone that gives a damn. The guy, the guy wanted to be here, wants to be here. I mean, that's what that's what this organization needs. We needed that nucleus. That we needed that guy who really cared. You know, we put all the the, the Kevin Byard rumors to to bed. Uh, it sounds like anyway. Uh, I still think there's usually in general when the, where there's smoke, there's fire. <laughs> I mean, they can say they put it to bed. I, I can't imagine that there wasn't at least something there. Uh, but at the same time, you got to consider the freaking source. You know, whenever you get your, whenever you gift your information from dipshits like Jared Stillman, oh, geez. calling them out, call them out right now. Let's go. Uh, I mean, that's what happens. So, thank God they finally signed somebody that they drafted from the first round. Like, yes, I'm not going to look at the last two years because it's so new. Who knows? But we go before that, Isaiah Wilson. Yeah, well, that worked out well. Jeffrey Simmons signed. Rashawn Evans, gone. Adoree Jackson, gone. Corey Davis, gone. Jack Conklin, gone. Marcus Mariota, gone. You go back to 2014, Taylor Lewan, they signed to a contract. So it's just nice to have somebody that you get in the first round, and everybody loves Big Joe. Man. Yeah. Lots Absolutely. of artillery incoming here. <laughs> <laughs> totally agree. What about a little uh, – I'm going to do a little slider. Oh, oh, we'll get away from the NFL. We'll cut peace. I want to talk about Phil. Oh, what geez. do you think about Phil's appearance at the Masters? Oh, man. Now, what a Sunday. Mm. So, uh, nothing was it expected? I mean, old Phil comes roaring up there. That is the best round of golf that Phil has played. <laughs> Probably in three years. Oh, yeah, I mean, honestly, lose, man. I mean, Shoot it, it at pins. I'm going to be honest with you, and, and this this could be an unpopular opinion. For professional players, tee to green, Augusta is easy. Get that ball on that green. It's a different animal. If you can get the ball close, if you can roll a few putts in, if you know where to hit the ball, it's one of the only courses in the world, probably, that experience plays that big of a role in. There's a reason that all these old fogies go out there and they make the cut and all, you know, they start creeping up the leaderboard on Sunday because the back nine on Sunday, you can go super stupid low and crazy shit can happen. And I think that's what ended up happening with Phil. I think Blake's exactly right. This is one of those courses that is experience matters. It's why you don't ever bet on the, the rookies out there or the second-year guy out there. There's a reason why Tiger, who can barely walk, makes the cut. There's a reason why Jim Furyk, who doesn't have a back, makes the cut. There's a reason why Bubba Watson usually plays there. These guys know where to hit it, and it just – Bill's played it, man. He's been out there like 27 times. So, yeah, it's experience. It may not matter any, any more than any other course that it does in Augusta. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations to John Rom though. I don't want to I don't want the Phil crap to over overshadow someone. No, no congratulations to Kepka. A I little mean, participation prize. Again. I mean, he's probably I mean, hey, they're filming season two right now. So you know they got <laughs> see they got that on season two uh uh for full swing. So I'm sure we'll get to hear all about the claps and how it was everybody else's fault, yep. how it was the slow play yep. and all this other crap and all this other little bitchy whining. A little bit of wind. I mean, come on. There's man. mud on his balls. There's always something. It's always something. I mean his <laughs> wife's probably gonna leave him now because he you know she's already gone. Roll, he rolled over and died. Yeah well when he came all those frosted tips she was done. Out oh, God yeah. <laughs> I, I I was at a, and I was in Knoxville, an outdoor bar watching this with, I mean, it was packed. There was hundreds of people there. 
I have never seen so many people collectively root for a non-American to win the Masters, and it was incredible. I had to talk to the the only guy that was cheering for Kepka was beside me, and I had to educate him how stupid he was because <laughs> he just doesn't play. Kepka doesn't play in front of crowds. I tweeted it before the day happened, like, "Hey, he's gonna have to play in front of people today. Good luck with that." And in the best stat. Out of the, all the masters about Kepka, because I think he has just got man, he is a head case. Somebody needs to check on that guy. In the his, I've tweeted this out right before. In the history of major championship golf, someone has gotten to twelve under, including this year, after thirty six holes twelve times. Of the previous eleven, nine have won. The only one to fail twice, the head of Live Golf. Greg Norman, and now a third is protege, Brooks Koepka. Parker's bringing it, bringing the heat today. Building a winning tradition. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's amazing to me. You know, Netflix must be giving the Live Tour amazing amounts of money uh, because it's got to be the only thing that's keeping them in business uh outside of their saudi blood money um but uh <laughs> that, that helps <laughs> yeah, that, that does help but at the same time it's just like the only re- that's the only publicity that this tour gets it really is it's a joke it's an absolute joke um i think greg norman is a joke is it good for golf that they're there yeah it's going to end up being great because they're all going to get paid more uh and uh, the guys that jump ship to live are going to you know, go down in history as making the biggest blunder that they could have ever made in their career. I love it. I got nothing to add to that. Any other sports topics that stood out while we were away that you just want to get off your chest? Uh, I mean, we had what? We had a NCAA champion crown at basketball. Do we, we even remember who won? I don't, you know, we, we yeah, we, I don't know. I don't baseball has started. Yeah, baseball has started. Did we, we were gone. Were we gone for the ba- for World Baseball Classic? We wow, were some of it. We were for the championship. You got a little clip for us? Oh, I, I mean, I most certainly do. I, I mean, think everybody remembers it, but it's it's well worth a look. Uh, so yeah, Japan came out and absolutely it just dominated, right? Um, it, it was it was pretty impressive. The last out of the game, Mike Shohei, Trout. Shohei Otani versus Mike Trout. Otani, quite frankly, mowed his ass down. It was impressive. Hats off to them. Yeah, college baseball started too. Tennessee is an, an absolute nosedive right now. They're they're um. Their baseball team is looking much like their basketball team, Parker. They um, uh, they got a lot of big names. They got a lot of firepower, but, man, it is the most inconsistent stuff that I've ever seen. They've got some pretty good pitching, but you got to be able to put it all together, as we all know. You know, I, I've seen some of their, the scores and stuff come up, but I've been so in-depth with NFL that I haven't seen much yep. college baseball. But I saw a stat after that World Baseball Classic that Mike Trout has only – struck out like with it three times struck out like 24 times in his entire career i just have to get this all you want to know something get off my chest 
the the angels. I don't even know what to call them anymore. The Anaheim LA, angels, angels, LA Anaheim. angels, whatever. LAA, whatever. They don't deserve mm. Mike Trout and Shohei Otani at the same time. People don't understand. Mike Trout is the best player of this generation. But they don't know him right because he plays out in the West. Like uh, if he if he played for the Mets, the Phillies, the Braves, even like something in the East, Boston. There was something, there was some kind of crazy stat that I crazy. saw where yes. where whenever there's games that both Mike Trout and Otani Homer in, they have a losing record or something stupid like that. It is insane to me. And oh by the way, Everybody needs to pay attention to baseball this offseason because there is going to be an enormous sweepstakes for Shohei Otani. He signed a one-year deal for this year, and they're predicting something in the neighborhood of five or $600 million for his contract. And he might be worth it. <laughs> he might be worth it. That's <laughs> That's insane. Like speaking about how you were talking about Mike Trout being the best player of this generation, I like to listen to like fake fantasy draft stuff. And mm-hmm. I, I was listening to a baseball one the other day, like drafting the best team of all time. And the number one pick of all time was Mike Trout. Mm. He's really good. There's very few people that hit for average, hit for power, who can steal bases and play defense at the level that he plays it at. And I believe the Braves have one. Mm. Ronald Acuna Jr. He's he is a fast rising star mm-hmm. right now. Does the name? Does the name? <clears throat> that's something else happened while we were away. Yep. WrestleMania 39. Here we go. WrestleMania 39 happened. Two nights of joy. Joy. <laughs> joy. <laughs> okay. This is something that can come to Nashville. If you build it, they will come. Parker's already talked about it. So combined with the two nights, 100. 61,892 in attendance <laughs> for their views and social media. It says WrestleMania 39 became the most social WrestleMania of all time with over 500 million views and 11 million hours consumed of video. Holy Jeez, crap. Man. That's a is, lot. Is that, is that the Peacock thing? Is it, it, I, yeah, I'm it, talking stupid here. But is that it the- is. Yeah, they, they have exclusive rights on the Peacock app. NBC family of apps. So it's. Yeah. Now, now something else that's happened. Mm -hmm. It was literally the day after. The company that owns UFC has purchased WWE from Vince McMahon. So they're coming together. It's going to take them a couple of years to come up with a new platform because they have all these deals to fulfill already. But uh, could be some changes in the pipeline. What is Zupa? Is it Zupa still? Something I like that. No, I, I just saw w, they wanted to be able to join on DraftKings or FanDuel, and I didn't understand. That. Oh, they do DraftKings things on every premium live event that they have. Yeah. Oh, they do. <laughs> no on on WWE on WWE. Yeah. You're just as yeah. confused as I am. Yeah, Parker. WWE <laughs> yeah. DraftKings lets you okay. play, play along for free. I don't understand either. And they will say, "Okay, so how many chair shots will be in this match? Over or under three? Sounds like yeah. a, a loaded bet. Say yeah. it really does. It nice. sounds like a loaded bet. If, if I'm money. if I'm in the back, like backstage, I'm like, how much can I? <laughs> yeah, really, that's what I'm saying. Damn chair four times. Yeah. Yeah. Got an earpiece in. <laughs> hey, hit him one more time. 
<laughs> oh yeah what else hey spring games happened fellas oh spring games yes. happen and I, you, I read that the florida gators offense looked dreadful i've heard what i heard was there is trouble in gainesville right now after that spring game it was it was a bad performance they, and they're they playing think, against air they think that they're in trouble right now you know they're in trouble because they got graham mertz tra- transferring down there who's just trash oh yeah. my god I mean, uh, what else happened? The Longhorns have stated oh. that Quinn Ewers will be their number yes. one starter. D- does this put Manning in a red shirt year, Parker? Or is he going to be backup? I think no, he red shirt. I think he does too. I, I, I absolutely. I watched some of the highlights, dude. He looked like an eighteen-year-old kid out there playing. Yeah, that's because that's what he is. I mean, he yeah. looked like a kid that he hadn't been on campus at all. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, sure, are, he's, got lot, he's got a lot of talent. You can tell. People were coming I mean, down on that clip. Like, man, he's, yeah. it's his first thing. Like, Bryce yeah. Young's first pass in that was a interception. You know, like, yeah. just it doesn't no mean one, anything. I mean, no one really, truly. If you thought that Arch Manning was going to go there and start day one, you are insane. I mean, no one expects him to be, the, you know, the starter. No one expects Nico at Tennessee yeah, I was to say, be the Nico's not. I mean, and, and Nico has accepted that. He he has accepted that I need to learn this offense and I need to grow. I want to know from you two, what did you guys see at wide receiver in this scrimmage game in Knoxville? Because uh, we know we know your boy's going to be throwing missiles. Who's catching them? Uh, well, Squirrel's going to be a big target. Squirrel, okay. He's, he's going to be the the he's going to be a vertical target for him. He's the fastest guy on the freaking field. Uh, you got Ramel Keaton that's going to be there. He's going to be kind of your big jump ball guy. Him and Brew McCoy. Uh, they'll kind of serve oh, those roles. I forgot about Brew. Um, Hell yeah, I can hear the crowd yeah, right now. Yeah, and, they, and they've got some some uh, some transfer tight ends that have come in, some true freshman tight ends that I, I see them making a big role. And, but the big story, I think, is the running backs. <laughs> Dylan Sampson, he is impressive, to say the least. The answer who's going to be catching from Milton Maybe nobody, you know? I mean <laughs> – but the one name to me, the big one, is is Brew, right? Like that's who he was the number two guy going into last year. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's a, I mean, they they really hammered Hendon Hooker at the, at the press days uh, at the the combine. It's a one read offense for the most part, uh, but I think that that kind of suits Joe Milton. If it's not there, put your six foot five, two hundred forty five pound shoulder down and run. You know, I mean, and he's he. You'll see him run a little bit more of the power power game instead of the speed game, like like Hendon. But uh, I think he'll do okay. And I I think it's unfair to expect him to step in and do the exact same thing that Hendon Hooker did. Um, but I think he'll do fine. And speaking, I don't know if you heard it in the short. I just thought dug up an incredible stat about a one read offense. It is literally drop back, pass it to the open guy. Last year, Hendon Hooker had to throw to his number two guy fourteen times. Oh yeah, <laughs> all year. I mean, that, but that's the, that's the key, the beauty of that. Offense. No, it's great. I, I just, yeah, I mean, it works in in college. Scheme them open because they know where it's going. These before college, the these college cornerbacks can't really handle that that first initial move. So you go back and watch some of that tape, dude. Half the field when they when they know it's not going over there, some of the they receivers take the play like, off. Yeah, just standing there. Yeah, they literally take a play off. So, yeah, a lot of interesting stuff. But uh, that's all I got. You got anything over there? 
I'm good. You ready to go here? All right. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Well, for yeah, thanks for joining us again tonight, guys. Really appreciate you. For those of you who are new, hey, we are the dudes discussing sports. Blake Melton, Bradley Newberry, and Matthew Parker. Please check us out on our social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at DDS Sports Talk. You can download the audio versions of all these podcasts on your favorite podcasting platform. Please like and share this video. Really appreciate you guys. But Newberry, it's time for your favorite part of the show. It is time for final thoughts. Final thoughts. I'm going to Buffalo. And Mr. Hamlin, general manager, Brandon Bean, announced earlier this week that Hamlin was medically cleared to return to football after we all saw and witnessed what happened. Right there, DeMar Hamlin back on the NFL field soon. I say congratulations. I still have a little fear. Is it too early? I don't know. I don't know any better, but congratulations on getting medically clear because this is what he wants to do, man. He's he spent this whole downtime um, wait, raising awareness, raising money for charity. He just wants to play football. He's a kid. He wants to play some games. Mm. Wish the best for him. Good for Thanks, him man. and all that money he raised. Those charities should immediately go out and bet Demar Hamlin to win Comeback Player of the Year because it is a lock, one hundred percent done. He plays one snap, he's winning that. Yeah, totally agree. But since my Tom Brady win went earlier, I'll go with another little hot take for my final thought here. I believe that either Aaron Rodgers or Mac Jones will take snaps the San Francisco 49ers this year. Oh boy. I don't really know what to say about that. Can I piggyback on that one? Go for it. I think there's a better chance that Ben Roethlisberger comes out of retirement and plays for the 49ers. Man, I don't know about that. <laughs> yes. They I've got a reason to my hard. madness. I've got a reason to it. Yeah, man. Look, uh, uh, I don't have too much here, um, uh, but I am going to be the total nerd dad here. Mm. Shout out to the Braves here. The 10U Braves last night whipping that ass oh. on the diamond 14 to four. Oh, jeez! After four innings, run rolled that ass. I mean, it just, it was merc- It was merciless. There was no <laughs> mercy whatsoever. We Whitney had parents. There were parents crying in the stands <laughs> and yes. disowning their children. Yes. And I could not have been more proud yes. as a coach and as a father, but for Bradley Newberry, Chop on. for Bradley Newberry, for Matthew Parker, I'll let Bradley do his thing here for, for this team here. He can holler it out if he wants to. Not yet. Okay. Well, hey, it's all good, man. Hey, but for me and Parker, it is two tone blue all the way. You guys be well. Thank you